Welcome to the Inspiring Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Danny, and today I'll be joined by our ski product manager, Joy, who will take us into a winter wonderland. Hi, Joy. Welcome to the Inspiring Travel Podcast. Hi, Danny. Lovely to be here. So, when did you first start skiing? Gosh, takes me back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I started skiing when I was about 18. And then I had a few holidays and I was doing okay. And then I took a bit of a break, actually, Danny. So, I took a bit of a break from the skiing. And then when I was a little bit older, probably about 10 years older, actually, I started again. Um, I think just I was with my husband we were doing outdoors holidays and I mm. thought all oh, the mountains calling you know and so we went <laughs> we went and thought well we'll try it again and go back to basics and see mm-hmm. if we both fare well with it and that's how it started this passion for skiing it's incredible <laughs> that's interesting because I always thought that if you hadn't started learning skiing when you were quite young it might be hard to pick up it's interesting I think the ideal is if you're a child, and I would say to any anybody out there, you know, as a family or as parents thinking, what skills could you give your children? Actually, starting children skiing really early is a huge bonus, but you can pick up in later life. Oh, how lovely. And yeah, I think, why not? That's why so not? nice. <laughs> Open up a whole new world. <laughs> what would you recommend as a beginner skier? Where do we start I think making the decision to go is a brave step in as much as there's a lot to think about. There is, you know, you think, gosh, where do I start and where should I go and what do I need and everything. We will come on to all of that. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But where you start is often going on just a a winter holiday and then maybe trying it on a, a morning or an afternoon to see whether it's for you and then that leads to something. So that's quite a nice idea. But I'd say have a go, take the plunge and go for it. Because you won't look back. That is very good advice. Just go for it. (laughs) Just go for it. (laughs) So as a complete beginner, where do you recommend we try for our first time ski holiday? The thing with the beginner's holiday, I think people get a bit hung up on the fact that, oh, is there a certain place I've got to go? And it's interesting because, yes, there are some resorts that are more favoured for beginners. There's more resorts for intermediate skiers and advanced skiers. However, it's interesting because most resorts across Europe or in North America will always have like a nursery slope for beginners. Oh, is that what they're called? They're called nursery slopes. It does exactly that on the tin. So the actual gradient of where you will start will be very gentle. So you can go on a ski holiday and learn to ski while you're there. You don't need to um, have any experience before you travel. Yes, absolutely not. In fact, I would probably say do just that because at the end of the day, it's like a baptism of fire almost. (laughs) You're on soft snow. I think you have to go into it completely open-minded. It is a shock to the system a little bit because (laughs) you go and then you think, crikey, what's what equipment do I need? And then you put these boots on that you're so rigid and you think that feels really odd. It feels alien. 
But then I suppose I liken it to riding a bike a little bit because when you remember first starting out, you know, had calipers on the bike and then you, you set out and you think, oh, how am I going to do this? And then there's bikes whizzing past you. I think, <laughs> I really want to do that. But so you it never... gives you something to aim for. Exactly. And then it's all about confidence. So when you first set out, you know, there is a lot to think about. When you get onto that first first morning of a beginner ski class, it's just incredible <laughs> because you stand there and you feel a bit rigid, you're nervous, and, you know, you're anxious about it. But then actually once you get going and you start to sort of find your way, it's absolutely fantastic. You really have the best holiday and the, mo- the most fun that you'll ever have in a week. <laughs> <laughs> So going back to the resorts, you were saying about which ones are suitable for beginners. Where would yeah, you recommend? Where I'd recommend, I would probably say somewhere fairly low and gentle. So maybe something like Majeve, which is uh, in France. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Majeve in France. We have a fantastic hotel and the Four Seasons Majeve. A beautiful resort really a great ski school in the resort that really makes it so easy so you arrive you check in you're right slope side so they have a fun the hotel is on the slopes yeah so so which is makes it all very convenient and also makes it an easier thing to navigate so Mm. as I say in terms of equipment they have an amazing boot room there that actually when you come off the slopes the gents in the ski concierge there will actually give you a hot chocolate and help you off with your boots oh how are the feet and then can you ski into the boot rooms on this one you can't but you just literally ski right to the door almost and you're greeted by and you're greeted a warm by hot a, chocolate. Oh. a hot, warm hot chocolate the gents are there ready to see how your day has gone um, help you off with the boots take the equipment off you store it nicely for you perhaps prepare it for the next day and they give you fluffy slippers in four seasons Majeve, actually <laughs> they give you the most incredible fur slippers so that you can rest your toes afterwards which is oh, that fantastic. sounds so lovely <laughs> that does sound really nice but other places possibly would be austria because i think it gives you that whole winter experience so if it wasn't for you then there's other things in the resort that you'll get the whole experience of what a ski holiday from the food the après ski the tradition the vibe the atmosphere the people everything about it coming off the slopes and into a traditional village of an austrian village in the mountains i don't think you could get much from you know it's a really good good starting point possibly you can go to ski resorts then and not necessarily just ski yes absolutely yes oh that's good to know I think it's fair to say that a winter holiday is something I would urge anyone to do actually because it's clean air it's lovely setting you know it's beautifully scenic and all there's those fairy tales yeah, snowy there's mountains to do. there's lots to do <laughs> off the slope so like what well what can we do oh outside gosh. of skiing what can we do and outside? the apres ski hot chocolates oh yes indeed <laughs> well there is that and that that's a must everyone that's really on the on the agenda <laughs> but um there's snowmobiling there's dog sledding <gasps> ice skating um horse drawn carriage rides <gasps> around lakes that sounds and so romantic oh it's really romantic really romantic but over and above that you could do some cooking you know there's a lot of tradition in a ski holiday as well and when you certainly when you're going over to Europe 
And then you start seeing the differences of the different countries when you're on a ski holiday. The food and the gastronomy is absolutely off the scale, fantastic in the mountains. But walking, hiking, you can do snow shoeing. <laughs> you could even try cross-country skiing. Is snowshoeing where it looks like you almost have like tennis rackets Correct. on your feet? Okay. It looks, okay. It looks very odd. <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> It does look very odd, and I must admit, but but a really enjoyable thing. You're outdoors in nature, you're walking through the forests, and absolutely magical, magical, like Narnia. When we're packing for a ski holiday, do you have to take your own equipment with you or do the resorts have equipment that you can use or hire? Yes. So initially I would say you can do both. So you can take your own equipment if you wish to. However, if you were starting out as a beginner, I would hire in resort or the hotels that we feature would help you with any equipment that you would need to hire. Okay. And I would say don't worry too much about that when you're initially planning a holiday because that can be done after the main holiday is all set up and planned and arranged for you. It does feel a bit daunting thinking about all the equipment that you might need. So having it in the resort is reassuring. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And they will make sure that you're getting the right equipment. So in terms of the size of boot, how big the skis should be, because often when you start out skiing, you'd have a shorter ski because it's easier to actually use the ski. Oh, that's really interesting. I, too I think I just ski, assumed they were all the same control at once almost. <laughs> when you go, the ski concierge would look at you and say, okay, let's see how tall are you? Um, how big are your feet? <laughs> <laughs> and they will size all the equipment for you. So they will make sure that the bindings on the ski, you can get out of the ski easily. So that's another reassuring point when you're on the slope as a beginner and all of a sudden you've got all this equipment on you (laughs) and you think, gosh, this feels really alien because I'm on two planks, if you will. (laughs) But then how do you get out? If you did fall, can you get out of those skis so that you're not injuring yourself? That's interesting. So they fit the skis to make sure that you can release out of those skis should you have to. Because I have, I have visions of me going skiing and my feet just going in completely opposite directions and just getting so <laughs> impossibibly tangled up. So yeah. knowing that there is someone it's, there to help show you how to get yeah, out of it. Yeah, is, in fact, actually, on your first beginner week of learning to ski, often the ski instructor will teach you how to fall. And that might sound quite <laughs> bizarre to say that because often you don't predict to fall. The whole aim, fall. Is, to, the whole to aim not is to fall. The whole aim is not to fall. However... Sometimes you do fall and in that split second of, oh, I'm going to fall, there is actually a better way to actually fall onto the snow that you don't hurt yourself. Oh, how interesting. And they teach you that. They teach you how to sort of be mindful if you're going to fall, (laughs) (laughs) try a fall a certain way. So if we're not packing equipment for our ski holiday, what should we be putting in our suitcases? Oh, absolutely warm layers, warm layers from top to toe. I would say thick, thick socks, merino wool all the way. If it was going to be very technical, gives you a warm layer, hands and feet, head, anything, gloves, your your warm socks, your woolly hats, (laughs) a helmet, you need a helmet, which you can hire in resort as well. But you do need warm layers because often you find in the mountains it can go from, well, I've skied in minus 38 
which was a challenge (laughs) as you can imagine but then I've also skied in I don't know 10 degrees it can vary and drastically in the mountains so it's a really good idea to think about any gym wear Mm -hmm. any warm layers as like insulation and thermal layers so you can shed them if you need them (laughs) yeah and uh, and your outer layers you would need ideally a good pair of salopettes and maybe a ski jacket what a salopette so salopettes are a trouser garment, but a waterproof and they're thicker. Right. So they're thicker in terms of insulated so that you feel the warmth around your legs and you are exercising ah, in the so mountains. You keep your muscles so, warm correct. against really cold weather. Absolutely. <laughs> what about after your skiing? What are the dress codes like at these resorts for the apres ski? Well, usually it's very low key. It's very, very really? casual. Yeah. That's very interesting. Low-key. I imagine... James Bond, jewels and glamour. No, 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 quite. I mean, it could be designer ski wear, depending where you are. However, (laughs) it's more casual. So definitely jeans, nice boots, your thick jumpers and quite casual, kind of smart, casual kind of uh, laid back. Yeah, absolutely. Again, warmth. (laughs) You're out at (laughs) night. Warmth over all. (laughs) Yeah, just think warm. What's the difference between skiing in Europe and skiing in North America? Great question, Danny. (laughs) Great question. Because they are very different. The skiing technique is is the same. But obviously (laughs) the chance to explore different continents is fantastic, isn't Mm. it? But also the sense of space. So to give you in context, in Europe, it's close to us Mm -hmm. in terms of uh, location. So it's easier to get to iconic mountains in mm. in europe haven't we with the matterhorn and and mont blanc and and the glaciers across europe absolutely fantastic but equally you go over the pond it is worth it because once you start your skiing journey and you've skied a couple of times i would recommend it in canada for example you go up on the chairlift and you come to the top and you look down and there's Lake Louise, the beautiful blue lake of Lake Louise. You're towering over it like you would an eagle. Wow. <laughs> Looking down on it. And then, of course, from the top, every run off the mountains up in, in North America has each ability. So you can get to the top and you think, actually, I feel like an easier run. So I'm going to take a green run. The other thing around it I really like is the sense of space. So what you find is that you go up on the chairlift and you hardly queue, just naturally ski to the chairlift. You go up. And there'll be other people on the lift at the same time, but you get to the top, everyone just disappears. <laughs> you have practically got the mountain to yourself. And it really is like that. The runs tend to be a little bit wider. It oh, just bodes well. And then the ski season for North America is longer. So, of course, you could do both, really. You could go to Europe. What are the different ski seasons? So, in Europe, for example, you could ski from, I'd say, from about Christmas time. The festive is great. But then anything up to end of March, depending where you were in in the resorts. Mm -hmm. However, if you go over to North America, you can spring ski. You can actually ski into May. So if we have a late Easter, for example, (laughs) you could do both. So we could sneak away into Europe over Christmas and then think, actually, we'll plan and we'll go over to Whistler in March, end of March into April.
Where's your favourite place that you've ever been skiing? Well, the last place I skied, Danny, was fantastic. We went to Courcheval. Where's that? In France. Okay. Um, which was absolutely creme de la creme resort. Superb snow, great mountain to ski. And we stayed at some incredible hotels, um, notably the K2 collection, which were very convenient. Ski in, ski out in this particular. And so we stayed at K2 Altitude, where you could actually ski out, you ski back in, ultimately into their Peruvian restaurant, which was incredible. Fire pit outside, hot chocolates with all the marshmallows going. It was fantastic. (laughs) And again, you know, overlooking what a vista, seeing the sunset over the mountains. Wow. It was superb. Some incredible hotels there, notably Ariel's Hotel in Courcheval and also L'Apologie, which were absolutely outstanding, really, really lovely, lovely hotels. What stands out about them? Location, the service, the little touches. The atmosphere was just stunning. The food was off the scale, exquisite. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely beautiful. Really lovely appointed rooms, big rooms. Because, of course, the other thing to think about is when you're taking a lot of equipment and clothing and layers like we've talked about, you need the space. space. I hadn't thought of that. Where where do I put all this stuff? (laughs) Where does it need to dry, you know? But also facilities. I think the other thing is whilst we're predominantly on a ski holiday you mightn't ski all day you might ski for majority of the day but come down and you might think actually I'm going to rest the legs I'm going to jump into the most beautiful spa into the hot tubs you know so you can get all those aching muscles absolutely (laughs) really rest recuperate swimming you can have pools inside outside you know really soak up that ambiance as well Mm. and then go for dinner which is charming isn't it (laughs) that's what you need at the end of the day <laughs> what is the food like? The food is very traditional, Danny. It's absolutely delicious. When you say traditional, where yeah. are you we talking? Are we still in Austria? Yeah, so Austria, Switzerland, you know, it's all about the fondue. Absolutely to die for. That is exactly yeah. what I think about when exactly. I think of an or in France, you'd have the most beautiful raclette, tartiflette. Mm. warm stews hearty food that you need sustenance for the mountain italy pastas pizza on the mountain to keep you going in canada i had once a chickpea stew on the mountain in whistler and it was absolutely divine <laughs> <laughs> so nice hearty hearty meals. warming filling filling yeah and of course all the treats along the way as well because you know you do burn the calories off so (laughs) you can justify them on this occasion (laughs) finally then before we go what does it actually feel like to ski down a mountain well for me Danny skiing feels like freedom and I know that sounds really an unusual well but I get to the top of a mountain I look out on the most incredible scenery I drink in that view and then I look down the slope take a breath of the most clearest air it's the freedom it's hard to describe but it's almost the motion of it is so natural once you build up the techniques of skiing it's just the freedom of it and it it completely relaxes me I don't know some people say to me 
why do you go on a ski holiday? It's energetic, right? You're always busy and you're going to be shattered. <laughs> you need a holiday, right? And I think, well, no, 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 no. For me, it's freedom and, and relaxation. My mind relaxes. And equally, it's just such a great vibe. There's a lovely food atmosphere. It's just, the Apri ski is off the scale magic. <laughs> so it's got everything. It's got everything. Thank you so much, Joy, for joining me on the Inspiring Travel Podcast today. You're welcome, Danny. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Inspiring Travel Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us wherever you find your podcasts and follow us across social media for more travel inspiration. We'll see you next time in paradise.